This presentation is from Managing Design 2017, held in Melbourne. For more presentations from this and other conferences, please visit uxaustralia.com.au. So we have Roxy next, and she's flown a very, very long way from New Zealand, <laughs> as did Kat, I know. Um, and she's from Trade Me, so she's going to be talking. So we've already had 40 shades of light grey, now we've got 50 shades of yellow. Got a bit of a theme happening here. Yep. Thank you. Um, hi, everyone. Oh. Um, thanks very much uh, for having me here. It's uh, slightly daunting being up here, but that's okay. Um, mentioned, um, I work for, I think it's a pretty cool company called Trade Me, um, that's based in New Zealand. Um, and we operate mainly in New Zealand, so you may not know who we are, so I'll just give you a quick overview. Um, we are about 18 years old. We're one of the, kind of the big tech companies in, in New Zealand. Um, for some reason, we don't have eBay. We have Trade Me. So we're like the eBay and Gumtree and car sales and Seek. Looking at you guys, Seek guys. Um, uh, and who have I forgotten? And realestate.com.au, all combined into one. Um, so we have a desktop site. We've got touch sites. Um, we're We've got apps, we've got everything, but that's just the products. Um, the thing about Trade Me, and I learned this as an Australian moving over to New Zealand, is that it's really part, of, it's like a Kiwi way of life. Um, I would say that it's really rare to find someone who's not a Kiwi, um, who's not a Trade Me member, um, who hasn't bought or sold something or has a Trade Me story. You know, you go to a barbecue, hey, where do you work? I work at Trade Me. There's always a story, trust me. Um, I'm not allowed to say that everyone uses it. My comms and legals department has told me that I need to say that um, the majority of adults in New Zealand have an active Trade Me user account. Um, <laughs> but between you and I, um, I'm not going to say they're a big deal because Kiwis don't say that either. But they're, they're a great company and they're pretty much everywhere. So the, the thing, um, and Laura, will, this will be very familiar to you, is that um, we, we grew really fast. And um, we weren't big on guidelines or style guides or anything like that. And we created a lot of different products. Um, one of our main brand colors is this yellow. Um, and whether people like it or not, that's how people recognize us. Um, and there was this internal joke that, hey, um, you know, there's, there's five shades of yellow, try me yellow, there's, there's 20 shades. And then suddenly, it's, every time I hear it, it's repeated back to me. It's more and more and more. Um, and, and that's not great when you're trying to make a consistent experience that's building trust across, you know, such a large um, member base. And it just it made me realise that designers weren't talking to each other. No one was really talking to each other. There were, you know, people going in and colour picking the yellow from something, you know, very similar story from Laura's before. Um, so there were things like that happening. And then I was in a, sitting in a user testing session um, with a team and um, afterwards one of the teams said, oh, the user got it wrong. They failed the user, the user test. I'm just like, oh, you can't fail a user test. That's not how it works. And I'm thinking, okay, you guys, you're not talking to each other. You're not understanding that we're designing for other humans. And I'm, I'm using this as a, as a very extreme example. We do have, we have fantastic designers, but there are things like this that are happening more and more often. And I'm like, okay, how it dawned on me, how can we be expecting our designers to acknowledge that we're designing for people from all different walks of life, um, 
with from different ages on you know using devices on you know mobile phones or laptops on different internet speeds you know they may not have perfect eyesight english might not be their first language you know how can we be expecting our designers to be designing for, for everyone else if they're not even talking to each other or empathizing with each other so this i suppose this is the, the nugget of this here is um I'm thinking, how can we encourage our designers to empathise with each other and therefore hopefully build better products outside from that? So to start off with, um, so Design at Trade Me, we're roughly 30 product and communication designers. We are across three cities, so Auckland, Wellington and Christchurch. Um, I love that we come from really diverse backgrounds, so we're quite diverse in ourselves as well. Um, we range in age, we've got about a 20 year age range, which in the world isn't very big, but I think in our industry is quite good. Um, and I love that people have come from doing and being really different things before they, they come to us and everyone has very different interests. So I thought, why don't we actually surface those differences and, and make us realise that we are, we're all human, that we are, we are, you know, worthy of empathy and we are worthy of, of working together and kind of taking away a little bit of that ego that designers sometimes have. They don't want to, you know, sometimes you're a bit scared to be showing what you work on. We all put a little bit of, bit of heart into the work that we do. And for these guys and girls, um, it was like, how do we break down those barriers so that they are a little bit more comfortable in working together and asking each other for comments, for feedbacks, and not getting defensive, um, and all of that goodness. It all sounds very touchy-feely, doesn't it? So today I'm just going to take you through a few of the things that we do um, at Trade Me. Um, we use a Spotify Agile model, which sounds very similar to a lot of people here. Um, and so we refer to our designers across the company um, as uh, we sit within the design guild. So um, people in the same discipline but in different areas will exist in the design guild. So if you're in property or whether you're in motors or whether you're in your central team, it doesn't matter. We're all part of the design guild and that's, excuse me, how we, we connect. And so once a month we meet together and we have uh, guild meetings. And they're an hour long. Um, we hook up um, video across the offices. And the great thing about these is everyone seems to make it to the meetings. People don't miss it. So I think we must be onto something good if everyone attends. Um, and the general format that we take for these is that um, it's hosted by someone different each month. Um, my role as cat design, sorry, head cat, head design cat herder, that's it, head design cat herder, um, in Trade Me is I basically pick who's going to host the next one. And that's kind of fun. You can see people cowering as you look around the room. Um, so everyone, um, each designer is, uh, is a, has been a host or will be a host. And it's up to them to create what they want in that meeting. We divide it up into generally three kind of key areas. Um, we have a hot topic sec section. I like to give kind of snazzy names to things. So there's a hot topic. So that's things that people have been working on recently. Um, there's an out of hours section. So if um, someone's got personal interest. Um, and then we have a, a guest segment. So someone from across the business or outside um, the, the company comes in and, and chats to us. Um, this is just a really quick overview of some of the things that people have talked about. Um, we've had Christian um, talk about a 48-hour game marathon that he was on. We had someone from um, our analytics team talk about how we could utilise Google Analytics in our work. We had the results of one of our design sprints up there. Um, 
I love this title, How I Score Free Drinks, um, meetups that I occasionally attend. So we have one member who loves attending meetups across Wellington, so she's letting us know her tactics, her meetup tactics. Um, we had a, a guy who is friends with the Parrot Dog Brewery. Um, I don't know if you've been to Wellington, craft beer is a really big deal. Um, and that was a great one because they bought beer with them as well. Yes, that's cool. Um, we had our typographer, Chris Sowsby, from Cl the Klim Type Foundry come in, talk to us about um, the typeface that he was designing for us. Um, we have this beautiful artwork done by my fellow trade me and Rich. Yes, I was going to call you out. Um, we talked about our new photography grade, and we have people report back from conferences that they attend. So taking all that goodness and sharing it, telling um, personal stories, but also starting to surface some of that work that each of us are doing. Um, yeah, just making things a bit more human. Another really fun activity um, that we do is something called layer tennis. I don't know if you guys have ever heard about this. Um, basically, we pick uh, two designers that get given a stock photo um, image. Nothing wrong, you know, can't go wrong with a kitten. Um, one person, one designer starts off with that image and they spend 15 minutes creating a work of art. They then post that on the Slack channel and hand it over to the other designer who spends 15 minutes Sorry. and so on and so forth. <laughs> and all of this is broadcast um, via our Slack channel so um, people can see what's going on. And then it's judged, and I say judged quite loosely, um, by some very mean-looking characters. Um, and you can imagine it's all, it's all quite tongue-in-cheek, but it's really good fun. It's done on a Friday afternoon. People can still work away while other people are doing stuff. But there's this really fun um, uh, kind of vibe that goes on throughout the office as this is happening. And people get awarded this lovely gold pencil um, as a prize <laughs> at the end, because there's got to be a winner. Um, so, yeah, we rate our stationary cupboard as well. Actually, no, we don't. We don't have gold pencils in our stationary cupboard. What am I talking about? Um, they're special pencils. Um, one thing that we did in some of the first uh, lay tennis battles was open up these video channels so that people could watch other people, you know, working on their files, but also just kind of seeing what other people are up to. And it was the first time that we'd done that, and it was, it was really cool. It was really fun. And people were just hopping on just to wave at other people and then turn it off. It was like, hi, Mum. And that... That in itself, you know, getting people interacting between floors, departments, offices, that's gold. I really highly recommend that. And here you can see a preview of um, our Slack channel. Um, this is another one that we did. We started off with um, good old Donald up there. He turned into Wilson in the middle and then he, <laughs> yeah. But this is just like streams and streams of conversations with that Slack channel. It's heaps of fun. Um, another thing that we do is um, design days. So we have um, a fantastic thing where everyone in Trade Me gets together every six months um, down in Wellington where our HQ is. Um, so we piggyback off that. Um, the company's paid for people to fly, paid for their accommodation, and so we're like, ha, while everyone's in the city together, um, we're going to hijack that and we're going to do some fun um, do some fun things. So this is our first design day back in 2015. Um, everyone there? Yay! 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 Um, and this is the first time that we'd done something like this really seriously and put a lot of effort into it. People had like goodie bags, we had lunches, we had activities. It was cool, it was quite full on. We did um, a workshop in the morning refining what our design principles were, get everyone to contribute to that. And then we went out and we did a print, print making workshop um, so that we broke up into teams, people took one of those principles and had to create um, uh, 
uh, creative piece to sort of symbolise what that was. Um, you can see people there. It was there's something really valuable about as well about getting people to step away from their computers and do something that's a little bit different. Like we have quite a few artists um, in our design team, but there were some people who'd never done stuff like this before, so that was pretty cool. Some very cheesy shots there. Um, following that, we uh, went back into town and had some drinks, always good at the end of a design day, and we did um, a Pecha Kucha style um, get together. So um, Pecha Kucha is, I think, what one of the girls earlier was trying to do and her tech failed her, unfortunately. But the idea is um, 20 slides, 20 seconds. We had a lot of people, we didn't have enough time, so we did mini coaches, which is uh, 10 slides, 20 seconds, and we based it again around that theme of creativity. We try and get a theme going for each of the design days, and that's helped help sort of add a little bit of continuity throughout the day. This is a really fun day. I'm afraid I didn't have any photos of people presenting. That's why we have a generic shot of the bar we were in. Uh, and we had people talking about um, a book. There was one girl who talked about a book she designed just for her dad. We had a chap talk about how he um, illustrates people he meets on the street. Uh, we have, um, what was the other really good one? Um, one of our design leads um, t told us a really lovely story how um, when she was cycling through the mountains, um, in France, she hurt a leg, she couldn't cycle to keep up with the rest of the people, so I had to walk the whole way, and she suddenly saw the landscape in a totally different way, um, and then this had prompted her to create a series of paintings. Like, creating art is a really personal thing, and for her to get up there, a design lead, to share these more intimate things with the rest of the team, that was something really special. Um, we did also give her an award for that as well. Um, but yeah, it was a big day, we had lots of stuff, so if my advice for you in, in what we learned from this is you know try and pick one or two things. I think we got a bit excited that we had a day together and tried to cram lots of stuff in. It was good, but we, we learned from from that. The following year, sorry, the following six months, um, we'd just been doing some um, work on our branding and branding research. So the theme was personal brands. So again, we encouraged people to get together. We went through some of our brand work. Again, trying to sort of tie it back into work that's happening um, within Trade Me. Um, but I'd ask people to bring along some items that were personal to them. So people would travel down with, with things and, and then ask them to pull out some of the things that the brand attributes that were, were personal to them. So very similar to the personas that we were just doing before. Um, and then we got our design leads um, to present, again, trying to, to create that connection between leads and their teams, but also showing that, you know, if our leads can talk about these more human experiences, then, you know, people, um, sort of everyday designers should be able to be a little bit more comfortable about that as well. So this is Alistair. Um, Alistair was born hearing impaired and he told a really lovely story about um, why uh, the Game and Watch was so important to him. So he grew up in uh, rural Victoria and he used to get batteries for his hearing aids through Medicare. Um, and did you know that batteries for hearing aids are exactly the same size as batteries that are used in the old Game and Watch? So his uncle knew this and bought him Game and Watch and he just had this endless supply um, for his game and watch game. Um, so that was quite cool. And everyone did something similar. You can see they're really different and we photographed them all and then collected them and shared them with the rest of the team. The most recent one that we had was July last year. We have missed a year. It's, it's been sad, but we're going to have one soon. Um, was probably my favourite. Uh, we really um, refined it down. 
Uh, we made it really pointed. We did one exercise, and we started it off by getting people to uh, meet with someone else that they haven't met. We uh, gave them a list of starter questions. Go, hey, get to get to know each other a little bit more. After after that, um, we asked them to find a problem that they shared, um, which is always a good bonding experience. And then um, we used some nice little UX techniques. What problem do you have? How does it affect you? How does it make you feel? What does it stop you doing? And what was the result you prefer? And we gave these to, to pairs, and we had them on tables of sixes. Um, and we had um, some really lovely different problems that were brought up. This one here is that there's not enough time in the evening. They come up with a solution called the golden hour, with goal at the front. It's kind of cute. It was, uh, so the idea is that you had to come up with an app that helped solve your problem. I always forget this. Sorry, you had a problem, and then you handed it to the other to the other, another pair on your team, and then they solved your problem for you. So getting to know each other, and then you presented it back to the six. So the first one was uh, looking at spending time in the evening. The second one um, was done by two girls who uh, one from um, Austria and the other from India, and they're always talking about how no one kind of got. They didn't get the local Kiwi humour, and so their their challenge to, to another pair was, you know, how do we stay up to date with, with jokes and things that are going on? Um, and again, really lo-fi. We gave people templated um, sheets, and they just sketched down their ideas uh, with a bit of lunch thrown in as well. Um, again, just stepping away from the computers. Um, this is probably going to have to be my favourite. Um, so what do you do when the zombie apocalypse comes and you have to buy coffee for your family? And zombies are out at night, so you know you have to think about how am I going to get around, get to Mojo, and then get to Havana and pick up my coffee and go and get my mum. You know, these are real-life problems. And so these guys worked out this, um, this app. I love this. Warning, zombie approaching. So that's quite good fun. Um, so they are guild-wide activities. Um, we also do things on a more day-to-day -day basis. This is a very staged shot of one of our um, team meetings. Uh, so we'll have uh, one of these for each of our main groups, but we'll also try and kind of cross-pollinate teams. So some people might be going to other people's WIP meetings. These are very much a WIP or a work-in-progress meeting over coffee. What are you up to? How was your weekend? Just trying to get that dialogue going between people. Um, but we also do uh, sort of stand-ups um, later in the week where time will be set aside um, and that's time devoted just so people can talk to each other and, and help each other out with particular work problems. Um, just back to our Slack channel as well. So, so one thing that I, I have been trying, and I, you know, I've talked about a couple of things that, that sort of seem like they're reasonably successful. Um, there's one thing that I've been trying for a couple of years that I've been really, really hot on and it just hasn't been working. So if you've got any advice, um, you know, I'd love to hear it. And I had this idea of a thing called the Daily Drop. So I thought it was pretty cool. It had a catchy name. And the idea is that everyone would take it in turns um, in a team. Usually, uh, you know, we have roughly five designers in each team. Um, they would send through their work in progress each day of the week. And then across the business, you'd have all this cool work in progress. You can People would be more comfortable about showing things that are unpolished or unfinished. And 
you know, someone to go, hey, I'm working on that, I can help you out. And I had this, you know, beautiful picture in my head that by doing all these great guild activities, we'd start opening up these relationships and people would just, hey, instantly be much more comfortable about putting all their work in front of other people. Totally wrong. People don't do it at all. Like, I've, I've asked our, our leads, I'm like, come on, guys, encourage your teams to put stuff up on the Slack channel. Um, and I've asked people directly, hey, you did that great thing, it was awesome, put it up there. Um, and our Slack channel is really good. Like, we celebrate work when something's finished, we put it up there. When somebody joins the team, when there's lunches, we put links up there. Like, there's a really good dialogue. But the one thing that I haven't cracked, and, and maybe, maybe I'm just stupid to think that people would suddenly be so happy about putting their work up in front of such a large amount of people, um, it's, it's just not working. And the thing that we found through all of those smaller guild, or all those guild activities is having those smaller one-to-one -one relationships are really the bits or the times when that magic starts to happen. So I'm going to give it one more go, and then I'm just going to let it, let it die. Everyone will be like, finally. Um, so future ideas. So I mentioned that this video, um, this video <laughs> connection was, a, was, was really cool. So future ideas is that we'd like to start doing more stuff like this. So it could be a 15-minute, um, 15 minutes a week, just pairing up with someone random, spin, spin the big, uh, big chocolate wheel and go, hey, I'm going to ring up, um, you know, Rob from Auckland and we're just going to chat for 15 minutes. And we can say, give them some prompting questions or some little exercises that they can run. Um, Trello just recently put out a fantastic blog article about um, little things that you can do to help um, remote meetings. Um, if you've seen that, it's a really good one. Uh, so that's one idea that we had. The other one, um, we do have a design day scheduled to come up at the end of next month. I think we might do something along the lines of making trading cards um, for your fellow designers. So something like a, a scavenger hunt, needing to, to gather details for different people, and then you can actually design up a little card that we could ideally get made into a set and then keep for the team. I thought that would be pretty cute. Um, MailChimp, like all good ideas, someone else has already done this. Um, but as I was searching for these images, MailChimp has done a great set, so if you want to look, look those up, they're really cute. So, um, that's up. That's, that's it from me. Um, thank you so much. I'd be really keen to hear any questions or any thoughts or any suggestions that you may have that could help you know, bring that goodness between our designers that hopefully get some talking and then get some making better products for us. Happy users. Fabulous. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed this presentation from Managing Design 2017. For more presentations from this and other conferences, please visit uxaustralia.com.au.